welcome to Real Leaders Overcoming Real Crap. I'm Meg Pogue, and this is the podcast for leaders and change agents who have passion, purpose, and want to cut through the crap to get stuff done. We discuss real issues facing real leaders and powerful tools and approaches to burst through the veil of confusion and bullshit overcome plateaus, and address the most insidious challenges facing leaders, including their own worst enemies, themselves. This episode is called, Who is a Real Leader? So in these first couple episodes, we are setting the foundation for a fun and really practically useful podcast. I'm a pragmatist, and we're covering some basics um, to help everyone understand and orient to the realities of leadership, um, hopefully from a place of wisdom and a, a place where you can listen to these brief podcasts and get some real perspective that will help you in very immediate ways as a leader. So in this episode, I want to talk about what do we even mean by leader and by a real leader? So that kind of begs the question of, can someone be a fake leader? <laughs> and My answer is, oh, hells yeah. So fake leaders or people who want to be in a leadership role but aren't living the life of a leader are often people who want the title, um, want the raise, want the status, but they aren't truly embracing the role. It's really about taking responsibility for results and taking responsibility for the relationships that you need to get those results. When we choose to be in a leadership role, we are essentially choosing to move out of a role of an individual performer. And we are moving into a role and a new level of responsibility where we are essentially claiming um, that we need to influence other people and really rally them toward a vision for, for the future, a vision for change that we want to create. Um, and we can't just do it ourselves. And so that really changes our position and our focus um, and the level at which we need to be functioning. It's no longer about us getting great results. It is much more about us as leaders helping other people get great results. And that adds an immense a level, level of complexity. Um, and it demands a very high level of skill from us as leaders. And even more importantly, it demands a higher level of awareness, self-awareness, and learning. Um, We really have to level up to be in this role. And I have worked with literally hundreds of leaders, um, worked with them in groups and worked with them intensively one-on-one to help them realize whatever they need to realize to embrace this role of being a real leader. And frankly, it's scary. Um, It's scary and it's hard. And I never lie. I never tell people, oh, anyone can be a leader. Leadership is easy. And if you want to do it, great. You know, you just step into it and do it and it'll all work out. We all know that that's not true. And I'm probably talking right now to you, a leader who's realized that leading well is not easy. And there are a lot of people who claim to be leaders who really aren't. One example of this, I worked with a leadership team at an organization that had about 100 employees. And this leader was a relatively new manager. So she had been an incredible individual contributor. She was a star performer. 
Um, everyone looked up to her and she'd really been a leader among her peers for many years. And she asked to be promoted into a manager role. And because of the quality of work that she had done, she was promoted into that role. However, she wasn't given a whole lot of training or support. And that is what happens to most of us. Um, many of us get promoted into a role from being a star performer, and then we're expected to somehow know how to help other people become star performers. And it's just not that simple. So she was um, promoted into this role and she was very excited about it. And when I met her, she had been in this role for about six months. And frankly, she was really struggling. Um, we were doing group learning sessions together with her leadership team. And she and I had a one-on-one -on -one where after a few months of these group learning sessions, she came to me and, and she said, I know that you told us that this was hard um, and you're giving us all these tools. And when I go use these tools with my team, I realize how incompetent I am. Um, I realize that I'm not functioning at the level that I need to be and that it's not really about my ability to change them or make them do things. It's about my ability to change myself. And um, she was really surprised at this. You know, she, she was realizing that she wasn't aware of how her decisions and her behaviors were influencing her team. She wasn't aware of um, really the depth of the problems and the dysfunctions that her team was having. And she was becoming aware of that as she was working with me. And I actually am really proud of her. She, she made a hard choice. Um, and she really, she looked at herself. And she looked with a lot of honesty and integrity, and she came to a place where she realized that she really didn't want to do the hard, gritty work that it was going to take to address the dysfunction on her team. She was going to have to go to places that she had never gone in her relationships and in her candor and authenticity. And she was going to have to do some hard work um, and exhibit a lot of vulnerability to build trust. And when she realized what the path ahead of her looked like, if she was really going to embrace that responsibility, she realized she wasn't up for it. She wanted to go back into her former role. She decided that she was really happy and fulfilled in that role and that what motivated her to become a leader wasn't from a place of authentically wanting to be a leader. What she wanted was a raise. Um, she wanted more uh, responsibility. Um, and she thought she wanted that responsibility. But when she realized what it meant, she realized she didn't want it. And she actually went to the executive team and she asked to be demoted. I was talking to the, the CEO of that organization and I explained to him that I really felt like this was a win. And she was setting an example of integrity because when she realized what leadership really takes and how to be a real leader, she realized she just didn't want to do it. And there is nothing wrong with that. I work with leaders who are at, across the spectrum in their skills and their awareness of what it takes. And, you know, as long as people are willing to do the work and level up and examine the realities around them and examine their own skills and their own approaches, and if they're working, as long as people are willing to do that, I will work with them and we will make great strides. But it really is about having the will to to do that self-improvement and it takes being an adult and it takes really wanting that leadership role there are a lot of incredible brilliant people in this world 
who are incredible contributors in the workplace and beyond. And they they don't need to be leaders. They don't need to take responsibility for leading other people. And when you step into the role of taking responsibility for other people's success, you are really embracing a whole different way of being. And so I really want to emphasize that and say, that's really who this podcast is speaking to. This podcast is for those leaders who are embracing that challenge and willing to do whatever it takes. Um, And that's really what it takes is that willingness to do whatever it takes. So sometimes I joke that I see a lot of leaders who are adolescents, maybe high functioning adolescents. We all have moments where we are adolescents and we're not at our best, but leadership takes adulthood. Leadership requires people being adults. And I would even challenge that it takes us being awake adults. Adolescents are still really struggling with their own identity and with what it takes for them to be successful. They are out of necessity self focused. And that's great. If you are in that phase of development, stay there and do that work. We've all been there and we all need to do that work. And once you come into a place where you know who you are and you're willing to accept yourself and other people as they are, and you're willing to do what it takes to be a leader, you're stepping into adulthood, adult leadership. And when I say awake adults, I mean that you are willing to examine honestly what you're doing and what's going on around you and why you're doing the things you're doing. That brings me to talk about um, this dynamic that we discuss with clients all the time. And that's this dynamic between old school or traditional leadership versus high performing leadership, or I guess kind of modern era leadership, you would say, and the differences and implications of those two different paradigms. And frankly, the newer paradigm of high performing leadership is harder. It takes way more time, energy, and skill. It takes more of everything from you, but in the end, it's a much more effective path. So people today in the workforce have much more access to information and they have much more options and opportunities. So some of the things we used to get away with in old school leadership or traditional leadership, we just can't get away with those things anymore. And in that old school paradigm, it's what a lot of people call the control paradigm or the directing or doing paradigm. I either do something myself or I tell someone exactly how to do it. And in this paradigm, you micromanage, you have to tell people how to do things and you always have to have the answer, right? Other people have to look to you when they're struggling and you solve the problems. You set the goals, you judge people's performance and you push them to do more and do better. That's the old school paradigm. The paradigm I come from, and believe me, this was a shift. <laughs> um, I, I promote and come from the paradigm of modern high performance leadership. And that is a paradigm shift from the direct or do it yourself into a paradigm of focus on learning and growth of the people around you. You have to prioritize the empowerment and growth of others above all else. And that means shifting from a focus on getting things done well and getting things done on time and balancing that hard-headed focus um, to one where we are just as or sometimes more focused on using what happens at work as a learning opportunity. 
and focusing our time and energy on the growth of others. That is a paradigm in which you don't set the agenda or the goals. You work collaboratively with others to set goals and agendas. And you may think you have the answers, but you shut up and you work with people around you to help them to realize the answers. And frankly, sometimes their answers and their ways of solving problems will be better than yours. So this new paradigm of leadership means that we have to take a backseat, be strong, be aware, have high levels of self-restraint, and a high inclination to support and enrich other people. It's really being a leader versus a manager. I once heard someone say that a manager is someone who is really good at making sure things don't change, making sure that things happen the way that they've always happened so that it can be predictable. Whereas a leader is about creating change. A leader is about setting a vision and a course and supporting people along that course and working with others in intimate, vulnerable, and meaningful ways to find a path forward together that will be powerful and effective. And that's, to me, the essence of a leader. And that's very different from being a manager. So there are change agents of all kinds. And leadership is essentially creating intentional change. And there are all kinds of leaders. We're not born a certain way. And I have seen the most brilliant leaders lead in very different ways, um, certainly very different from me. But the thing that binds all effective leaders together is that we have vision and we have the ability to move people and situations to make that vision a reality. So I want to touch really quickly here on some principles, principles of what real leaders do. And by a principle, I'm not talking about values or opinions. I'm talking about a law like gravity. And if you follow this law, it works. And there are proven principles of high-performing leaders in this new modern paradigm. So I'm just going to go through these really quick. They're very simple. They're very blunt. And they're very powerful. And I like to reflect on, am I living by these principles? Because frankly, this is what works. And when we stray from what works, we have to examine why we're straying. What are the thoughts and feelings that are pushing us away from this principle that works? So principle number one is real leaders never, ever, 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 ever give up. We never give up. We don't let anything take us down. We are what I call resilient AF. We are always going to step up and figure out and learn whatever it takes to overcome the obstacle in front of us. And that's just the way the universe works. There will always be obstacles, adversity, and challenge. And real leaders see it for what it is. It's an opportunity. It might suck, and we might initially throw a little hissy fit, but we never give up. We're always focused on moving things forward and driving the change that we wish to see. Principle number two is real leaders always seek to better themselves and level up. This place of growth and learning never stops. We have to know ourselves honestly. We have to look at our skills, our gaps, and where we need to grow and be in a constant state of growing ourselves and leveling up. Third principle is real leaders live with purpose and guiding principles for their behavior. Real leaders know how they want to contribute to the world. 
they have passion for for making that contribution and they know that there are rules that they have learned that they need to live by in order to make that contribution. Principle number four, leaders strive to remain egoless and humble. This is a huge one. Um, We'll talk more about ego and I talk a lot about ego in my book, The Adversity Hack. We really strive to remain egoless and humble as powerful leaders because we know that we don't have all the right answers and we know we have areas of growth and we're able to see the brilliance and the power and the possibility in everyone around us. The next principle, principle number five, is we relentlessly build trusting relationships. Even when stuff gets real dysfunctional, real messed up and real confusing. We know that the quality of our relationships with those around us will be the catalyst for change and will be the very foundation by which we can support other people. And so when we feel and and we can sense that trust is being eroded, we take responsibility to rebuild it. And next principle, real leaders own their shit. Bottom line, real leaders look for their responsibility when things aren't going well. They don't look for fault in themselves or others. They don't blame themselves or others. They look at where the responsibility lies. They own their part of it. They own their shit and they learn from it and move forward. And the last principle is real leaders stay on the path of learning and creation versus the path of survival. The path of survival is where we are armored up and we're focused on ourselves and our own success. And we just try to survive each day. And we're probably going to be doing the same crap that we've always done that helped us get through the past days. And that's not what real leaders do. Real leaders know that there's a different path and they pull out of that survival mindset and they spend as much time as possible on a path where they are learning and they're focused on creating their vision, creating a new and better situation. And they're focused on learning whatever they need to learn to do that. So that is Meg's world of real leadership. And we are all striving to be all the things that I've just talked about. And we all fall short every day. But real leaders are those that are trying. They're those that are leveling themselves up, caring deeply about other people and caring deeply about results and fulfillment at work. So. Despite all of our great intentions, crap happens. And sometimes it sucks us under into a place of stress or it pulls us below the fray where we're reacting and not being very intentional with our choices and our behaviors. And we really need to stick together. Great leaders need to support each other and support each other with grace and know that adversity will happen and crap will happen that didn't even need to happen. And it's all opportunity for our own growth. And if we focus there, focus on our growth and learning, and we support each other, we will all be better off and we will all be more successful. We need to be really honest with ourselves and each other and stay in the arena, stay in the battle, and stay in a place where we are leveling up, strengthening, and learning as we fight the good fight. So I love to support other leaders and create space where leaders can support each other and talk about the real stuff, talk about the gritty stuff, our struggles, our areas of growth, our aha moments, and doggedly seek better ways of doing things on behalf of our mission and those around us. 
And that is what this podcast is all about. So thank you again for joining me in Real Leaders Overcoming Real Crap. And as always, I want to leave you with a quick inspirational quote. This is from Third Eye Thoughts. And I love this quote and think it's very appropriate for today's message. I think the best thing I ever did in my adult life was to start digging deep and asking myself why I am the way I am and why I do things the way I do them. It takes a ton of work and intentionality, but getting to know yourself on a deeper level will help you thrive. So much truth in that quote. Again, my best-selling book is coming this fall, so stay posted for an opportunity to pre-order. And I will see you all on the other side of the matrix of crap and distortion.